Welcome to the Middle East Report Special Edition. I'm John Riley. Each week, we try to help you make sense of what's happening in that region of the world through a biblical lens, security threats, archaeological discoveries, biblical prophecy. Those are just some of the things that we cover. And each week, we want to encourage you to read, study, and apply the Word of God in your life. And we know that the best way to do that is to connect to the people, places, and geography of what we read in God's Word. There is so much going on in the land of Israel right now, obviously with that ongoing war there in the land, and we want to connect directly to the land of Israel. We want to actually go into the heartland of Israel, into Samaria, and talk to a good friend of mine, Joshua Waller. We have been buddies for a long, long time. Uh, he is the right. operations director for Ha Yovel. Joshua, it is so good to connect with you, brother. John, it's so wonderful to hear from you. Thanks for having me on. Man, I hate that we are connecting when things are so difficult there in Israel. You've got a war. Uh, you've got you know rockets happening all the time there in Israel. So much happening. And before we get into all of that, you are the operations director for Ha Yuvel. I want you to tell everybody what that organization is, how long you guys have been there, and what you do. Sure. Well, we started, John, about 20 years ago when my father, I was born into this thing. I was 14 years old when my dad said, hey, enough of farming in Tennessee. The prophets never spoke of farming uh, cabbage, tomatoes, and corn in, in the hills of Tennessee. Uh, they spoke. They speak incessantly about the mountains of Israel coming back to life. And my family uh, moved over here in 2004. My father made his first trip. And we've been working here in the mountains of Judea and Samaria for nearly 20 years now. This has been our, our mission. Our goal is to see the Jewish people thrive and be a blessing to them. You know, we've have a, you know, Christians working with Jewish people is something that hasn't happened for 2000 years. And we feel very strongly that it's time for Christians to come and serve the Jewish people unconditionally to be a part of building up the land of Israel. What, what a powerful thing to partner with the Jewish people on uh, in seeing the land of Israel come back to life. This is our calling. You know, honestly, we would never, never, foreseen that we'd be in a situation like we are right now. This is something that, you know, we've brought hundreds of volunteers into Israel every year, you know, two, two to three to 400 every year for years and years and years, just to help them in their agricultural fields and to, to help the small communities uh, get started and to help, help a lot of, a lot of these areas. But now, wow, for such a time as this, we now believe that we're here. You know, we, we did a lot of powerful things, you know, that we really felt called to do in helping the Jewish people. But today, uh, boy, there's a whole new reality of, of having uh, teams, international teams that are able to serve the Jewish people right now in this, in this time that we're living in. Uh, but that's, that's, our, that's who we are. That's what we've done. We're going to give people an opportunity to connect and to help the people there in Samaria. So you're right there in the heartland yeah. of Israel. And give us a quick just sort of overview of what happened on October 7th and how people there on the ground. I mean, you are living obviously right there among the Jewish people in Samaria. Just an overview of, of how people are yeah. feeling and, and what happened on October yeah. 7th. Sure. So a lot of people don't understand that the map of Israel and, and maybe the geography is a little confusing, but down south you have Gaza. Unfortunately, Gaza was handed over to these Arabs back early 2000s, and this terrorist entity was allowed to grow and thrive in that region, right, uh, after Israel pulled out of that area. And now it's understood. You know, Israel has to maintain sovereignty over these regions. So down in the south you have the Gaza area, you, then you're coming up, you have the, the coastal plain, and then you have the Judea-Samaria range with Jerusalem in the epicenter of that. And then you're moving on to the north. You have uh, the Golan, the Galilee region up in the north. So what we have right now is 
as of October 7th, we had a multi-war front start. Uh, thank God they all didn't hit at the same time. Uh, but we had an unbelievable nightmare from Gaza. We had one of the most probably in the entire world. I don't know if there's a more sophisticated border fence in the entire world. I don't know. I mean, Israel's top-notch um, technology securities of the highest levels were somehow broken by a terrorist group and infiltrated into the southern communities of Israel uh, that were completely sitting ducks. They had no idea what was going on. And there's so many unknowns at this point still. Uh, but we have, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds in each community just murdered and just the atrocities committed in each of the town is just appalling. You know, this everyone's saying this is this is I, worse than ISIS. Like it's so brutal and so evil. This what's happened down down uh, that started on October seventh, and unfortunately now the Arab world is engaging to some level. Uh, now seeing this weakness in Israel, it has flared up. Uh, what we see in the north with Hezbollah. Hezbollah is engaging on the north as well as, uh, well, that comes from Lebanon and as well as Syria, some, some, some rockets and things from Syria, infiltration attempts, those kind of things are happening on the Lebanese and Syrian fronts. Uh, so now we have, we have the three uh, border wars going on with Israel, with uh, Lebanon, Syria, and Gaza. With Gaza, the unbelievable um, military equipment that was brought into there that everyone's scratching their head, how did they get that sophisticated of equipment? Um, and then there's another front that most people don't understand, and that's the front here in Judea and Samaria. There's no fences, right? You've been here, John. Uh, there's no there's no fences like the fence between Gaza and the communities uh, of the of the south. That doesn't exist. There's 500,000 Jews living in Judea and Samaria, this region that the world calls the West Bank, right? Uh, this is biblical Israel. I was just on a call with uh, with Ambassador David Friedman yesterday, and he called this the biblical land, right? This is the Bible land of Israel. And these areas are, are lying uh, much unprotected. I'm in a community right now uh, in Samaria. I'm on the Mount of Blessing. You guys can read in your Bibles about the Mount of Blessing. Again, we're talking about the Bible land. There's 500 Jewish families living in the community that, that I'm adjacent to right now. And we're surrounded by 250,000 Arabs that have the same ideology as that of those in Gaza. We're in a serious situation where, I mean, this is an unbelievable. So as a backdrop for what happened in the South on uh, uh, October 7th, we, everyone in Israel is very sobered right now. There's a lot of prayer in Israel right now. The people of Israel are on their knees and we're, we're in a, we're in a very serious situation after the atrocities committed there and the rockets that have flown in from the North, the South, um, everyone's in a, it's a, we're in a vol volatile situation and, um, like you said, there's we're we're trying to come up with ways to deal with that and how to support the Jewish people, but that's that's the the backdrop of what what's begun. But Israel's in a very very serious situation right now. We're talking to Josh Waller. He is uh, the operations director for Hayuvel, and if you want to just connect with what's going on there in the land of Israel, they're going to bring you truthful information every single day. TheIsraelGuys.com theisraelguys.com. Go to that website, sign up, subscribe to what they do, theisraelguys.com. You know, you're, you're there in Samaria, in the heartland of Israel, and within that area, you mentioned like 250,000 Arabs that are there, and for the last year or so, maybe more, Israel has been trying to root out all these different uh, terror cells that have been there 
in Israel. And of course, the United States saying, oh, we need a two-state solution. But then just recently, Josh, I heard the prime minister of the Palestinian Authority calling on the entire Arab nation to come against Israel. I mean, what in the world is going on here? I know it's unbelievable. And most people don't understand that we have 22 Arab uh, terrorist organizations surrounding us right now. I'm sitting on the Mount of Blessing in Israel, biblical Israel, right? And we've got 22 Arab uh, terrorist entities, all uh, similar to that of Hamas, uh, same ideologies, all vying for the most gruesome uh, evil, uh, the most, most uh, you know, vicious. And this is what Israel is in the international world by Biden, like you mentioned, is pressuring them to make peace within entities that are ISIS-like. You can't even get your mind around that. The West is, is, is trying to convince Israel to make peace with an ISIS-like peace partner. If you ask me, that's no, that's no possibility for peace in a million years. And that's why we have not seen peace and we will not see peace is because you cannot make peace with an ISIS-like partner. Now, if there was a different situation, uh, you know, there could be a conversation. But in this, in this context, the world, the Western world has dropped completely off the ball, completely out of reality. No one in their right mind makes peace, such a suicidal peace agreement uh, with such an ISIS-like entity. Uh, so you're, you're exactly right. The West is very confused how to deal with the Middle Eastern uh, situation here. And the, even the, what we saw with Biden's visit here, or President Biden's visit here to, to Israel, and we, uh, you know, all the different members of everywhere, and, and, and world leaders are coming here like crazy. Uh, we saw Anthony Blinken come in as well, uh, Secretary of State, top-notch American uh, people. But they're not, uh, you know, we have the surface level. They're bringing support. But in the end of the day, when you bring all this support and you have uh, strings attached that say you must make peace with these people, uh, this doesn't work. And even the administration is confused as to the fact that who voted in Hamas to start with. Uh, they, they believe that the people didn't vote them in when that's, uh, that's a uh, very serious fact here. Uh, elections were held and Hamas took control. Elections would be held, allowed to take place in Judea and Samaria. Hamas would take control. It's a very violent situation uh, with, with the ideology stemming straight from the school teachers and more importantly, the mothers. The mothers of these communities are very hostile to Israel and they're training their children to hate the people of Israel. And that's where you raise up a generation so hostile to the people of Israel and their calling to be here in the land of Israel. It's such a prophetic thing that the people of Israel be back in their own land. As Christians around the world that read their Bibles, they understand how prophetic and what a God calling this is of the nation of Israel to be established again. Um, and the fact that it's been so fought against by such an ISIS-like people, uh, it, it's of biblical proportion, John. It's of very much so biblical proportion. Talking to Joshua Waller from Israel, from the heartland of Israel. And if you want to connect with them, you can go to theisraelguys.com, theisraelguys.com. You're listening to the Middle East Report Special Edition. Now, you just mentioned Gaza. We, we're, we're mentioning this uh, evil, demonic government that they have there in Gaza. And then they voted, they being the people of Gaza, the majority of them, voted for Hamas to be in power. You know, we're calling for humanitarian assistance. I don't think there's any of us listening today that, that don't want to, you know, help people who are in need, but we have to recognize what has happened there. The people of Gaza voted, you know, them in office. And unfortunately, Josh, and this is uh, hard to say, but 
they're aiding and abetting a terrorist organization that murdered children and adults and Holocaust victims. I mean, how do you how do we deal with all that? Well, it's a, it's it's hard because the world looks at it in a, in a Western type mentality, and they don't understand that we're not talking about a Western mentality. We're, we're talking about a Middle Eastern situation here that has to be dealt with with Middle Eastern eyes. I've been now here in Israel, and we're dealing with with Middle Easterners for the last twenty years, and uh, you don't. You, this is not the way to to uh, to win. Israel has to win this war. The survival of Israel is the is at risk of winning or losing this situation right now. And the world has to understand that they're allowing that uh, the ideology that you could somehow uh, work with these kind of uh, these entities, these terrorist entities. The West thinks that they can deal with them in some sort of way that only strengthens them. That only tells them I'm on your team. We're ready to fight whoever you're fighting. So by again, with President Biden's visit, what did he say? He came in and he, he gave Israel lots of nice uh, verbiage. But then at the end of the day, he gave uh, Gaza $100 million of, of aid, supposed humanitarian aid. But guys, this wouldn't be the first time that foreign nations have come in and given Gaza aid. They built the entire infrastructure of Gaza through aid, humanitarian aid. What the, the, the world and the West has gone mad to give money by the billions of dollars, international aid, called aid, they're giving it directly to Hamas. They're giving it as if it's not to Hamas. But I can guarantee you every world leader understands that when you give anything to Gaza, it goes directly to Hamas. That's the fact. Everybody has to know it. You don't, you've got to be absolutely an idiot not to understand that situation. It's, and it may be not even the people's fault. Hamas will take anything that goes in there. And I, and I kind of, the reason why I hesitate saying that is, is because, <laughs> again, the people voted in this type of government. This is what they believe in. This is what they, they raise their children to be uh, martyrs. And, to, and, and this is a, a generation raised in Gaza that believes in jihad, that believes in annihilating Israel. And so Hamas is their best answer to do that. And so that's why they voted in. That's why they support it. And so the whole entire Gaza is built of, and I, maybe there's maybe there's like ones and twos and threes of people that don't agree with this and wish they were in a different planet. But the majority support it. And when when Biden comes in and gives a, a hundred million dollars, he's giving it directly to the hands of those that run the whole place, and that's Hamas. Well, it's a serious situation, and we uh, of course need to continue to pray, but. As believers, we need to do, you know, specific things as well, practical things. So what I want to do here in the final part of the show, Josh, is to have you talk about the the spiritual components of what's going on here. Is this just about land or are there demonic forces who want to destroy the Jewish people? And then you all have started an effort to encourage people to support people there, especially where you are in Samaria. Just why don't you hit some of those things right now for us? Yeah. So uh, first off, you know, this is a, uh, you know, we have a massive opportunity as Christians to understand what's actually going on here. We, you know, there's a spiritual and physical realities to everything. And John, I appreciate you bringing that in that, that context there, there's very much a spiritual context. Um, and sometimes, you know, many of us in the Christian world, either we go real spiritual or we go real physical, you know, it's, there's a lot of both. And to understand that we, we do have to pray that God, uh, answers and that God above all, you know, it says he never slumbers nor sleeps watching over Israel. He's, he's with his people. We know that we know that God fights the wars of Israel. 
uh, we need to pray that God would fight this battle and that God would uh, come and, and engage in this in this uh, land of Israel. This is a very godly thing. The people in the land of Israel, the fact that the Jewish people are back here is incredibly important. It's so, this is, says to the world that God exists. I, I want you guys to know, all of you are listening. The fact that Israel is here tells the world that God is God. He remembered every promise that he ever spoke. If there's one tool that tells the world that God is alive and that God is moving, it's Israel. It's the people, it's the Jewish people. And this is the way, if you read your Bible in context, this is what he's been saying all along. I'm going to bring them back. I'm going to restore them to the land. And now in this battle that we're facing, who knows what, how big this is and if it will, if it will begin to de-escalate or if it will escalate, who knows? And we're not making you know, prophecies here, but it's our opportunity. It's an incredible opportunity for Christians around the world to tell Israel, we stand with you. We support you. And in this time of need, we're behind you. We believe that this is a godly thing. This is a thing God is, is with you. We pray that you win these wars quickly and that God would bring victory over these brutal enemies. Joshua, you are absolutely right. These are brutal enemies, but I'm going to go further. They are from the pit of hell is what it is. And they are demonic, completely demonic. And we need to stand with the Jewish people. We, we, we love the Word of God. We love our Messiah, Jesus. Jesus was Jewish. The Word of God came from the Jewish people. Now, as believers who love the Jewish people, love the land of Israel, it is our duty. It is our time to stand with the Jewish people. And Hayuvel, you guys are, are doing something amazing, asking people to get involved. What's going on? Yeah, thanks for that, John. And, and you know, like we said, you know, there's the spiritual front, and the physical front. We 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 are continuing to pray, and everyone could should should continue to pray. But mixed with that, we want to do. We want to do as well. And what we did here, we went to the we we've served you know these these people for a long time. The communities of Judea and Samaria. The world calls it the West Bank. Uh, you, you won't find West Bank in your Bibles, by the way. You, we're talking about a beer, biblical uh, narrative here. We opened a operation called Operation Etai. Etai was a was a man that was uh, from the same area of Gaza, right? Gath in the Bible. Etai is a uh, is is a really a interesting character of the Bible that most people don't understand about. But his his uh, nephew, or, or sorry, I don't know what his relation was, but uh, his his one of his relations was actually Goliath. Goliath and Etai are are from the same area and. Etai says, I'm going to serve King David. I'm going to serve him and all my men. We're going to serve King David. We're going to give him all that we have. And King David tells Etai, you're going to serve, but I, this, listen, this is going to be, you don't have to. And, and Etai tells David, no, we're going to. We're going to, I'm going to serve you and I'm going to be with you in battle. And we don't care how it goes. We're with you. And King David actually makes Etai one of his commanders. And so we named this operation, Operation Etai, after Etai of the Bible, that didn't follow the way of Goliath in fighting the Jewish people, but stood with David, stood with Israel in their time of need. So Operation Etai was founded in order to serve these communities of Judea and Samaria. There's 200 communities here uh, in this region. And it's a, you know, it's a really tough situation that they're finding themselves in. You know, we spoke about it a little bit earlier in the, the show, but you know, unlike the situation down in Gaza where there's actually was border fences and still is border fences, you know, that was such a nightmare situation that happened there. Here in Judea and Samaria, there's no fences between these these brutal enemies of the Jewish people and the Jewish communities that are here. You know, John, it's once you boil it down, 
you have these 500,000, you know, 25% of that 500,000 that live here in Judea and Samaria are under the age of 14. We're talking about families. These, these families of this region are so beautiful. Uh, and they're sitting in the middle of this, this unbelievable war zone. So this is the backdrop of why we, we wanted to do something. We've got to help. And so we, we came and, and, and joined up with these communities. We went to the governors of every region here. Of our, there's six different regions throughout this Judea and Samaria biblical uh, area. And we went to those regions and that we served for, for nearly 20 years, like I mentioned. We went in, we talked to them, and we said, hey, how can we help? And, you know, a lot of times we, we uh, maybe we should have set a budget before we asked how can we help, what are the needs? Uh, but when we, we just went to them, we said, we, listen, we understand the situation is very severe. We want to help in whatever way we can. They came to us and as we tallied up the needs, literally it's $29 million worth of equipment that is needed immediately here in these communities. And I understand that's an outrageous thing. And again, we've, we didn't, we did, we forgot to say, how much do you need up until this point? Obviously, when the war broke out and we had people starting to call us and say, hey, can you help? Can you help? What's our response? Our response is just, yes, we will help. When they asked us, they said, hey, if we can get a, an airplane full of supplies, will you help? Can you fill up the airplane? We've got a plane. Can you can you get it? What do you what are we going to say? Right. So literally me and my, my brother, we look at each other and we say, so for such, what's such a time as this? Finally, what an opportunity we have to serve the Jewish nation in their time of great need. There was uh, a story that so inspired me just recently of the Ten Boom family. When the grandfather Tim Boom Willem, when he when he when they took him in to be uh, into the when the during the Holocaust right at the beginning there when they actually when they actually took him and they, they were bringing him uh, the Gestapo had taken him and he looked over at his grandson Peter and he told him he said for such a, like for what an amazing time is this we're so privileged to live in this generation to be able to stand with the Jewish people and that has been such an inspiration to me as a as a Christian living here serving the Jewish people in the same kind of spirit as the Tim Boom family did, knowing that, you know, this may not be the smartest move, you know, for our own selves, uh, but it is the best pot. You cannot, what a privilege and an honor it is to be in a generation to stand with the Jewish people unconditionally. And we have an opportunity to do that. And we pray that this time it's not just the Tim Booms and a handful of people are, that, that are also support. We pray that this time it's millions of people around the globe that understand the the immediate need, and not, not that the Jewish people. God will bring deliverance to the Jewish people. Uh, we know that. We 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 know that one hundred percent. But will we be a part of it? The God has delivered the Jewish people from every enemy. There's here from generation to generation. It's just a matter of those that have decided to join with them, to to be with them in their time of need, and those that didn't that turn their backs on them. Right. And now is the time when Israel is so struggling. And we, as an organization that's lived here in the middle of this, we feel like this area is so, so important to God's heart. These people are so important to God's heart and all of the Jewish people. But specifically in this region of Judea and Samaria, there is a need that is, is critical. As I mentioned, the situation between the, the Jewish community sitting right next to these hostile Arab communities with no fences between. The need, and Operation Etai is geared towards bringing in protective equipment We've got about $1.5 million raised towards that $29 million goal at the moment. So thank God for that. Thank yes. God for the for the 
the 1,342 people that are, are have joined Operation Itai, whether that was $10 or $1,000 or more, like these people are, are joining in to send these supplies immediately. We're bringing in uh, night vision. We're bringing in uh, drones, even so simple as flashlights. Some of these communities don't even have flashlights um, to protect and to guard around the, the communities. Helmets, you know, vet, protective gear, vest, whatever that is. That's what we're, we're bringing in. We have two pallets uh, loaded and going to be shipped tomorrow. Um, we're very active on the front line of this. For those that, that want to engage and be one of those watchmen that say we want to we be a part of it, it's Operation Itai. OperationEtai.com is live, and that is, that is what our response. We want a, you know, everybody's talking about a, uh, a proper response. We want to have a proper response. A, a proportionate Christian response to the massacre of these Jewish people. When, when the whole world is talking about appropriate or a, a, a proportionate response, we're going to give a proportionate response to this dramatic need of the Jewish nation right now in the face of all their enemies around the world. We want to we want to just bring this and and bring it to them as fast and as quickly as we can. So that's that's Operation Etai, John. That is that is what God has called us to right now. Really on the on the front line of uh, the multiple front uh, war that's happening here in Israel at the moment. That's Joshua Waller. He is the operation director for Hayuvel and uh, Operation Itai.com and you spell Itai I T T A I. If you can't remember all that, I know you can go to the Israelguys.com. You guys are going to have links there as well. But Operation itai.com operation itai.com or the israelguys.com and i, I want to say this joshua before i let you go uh ask people to continue to pray for what you're doing there i know you personally this is good seed all right this is good seed to donate to i know the waller family i've known them for years and years and years they're good stewards of every single dollar that comes in if you're looking to be engaged with what's happening there in israel please please get involved with them again the easiest website is the israelguys.com joshua thank you for joining us may god continue to protect you and all of israel thank you john it's been a pleasure to be on with you here is something else that you can do you can pray. Everybody can pray. And there is a global movement out there called GlobalEstherFast.com. It's encouraging you to fast and pray for what's going on there in the land of Israel. I want to encourage you to get involved with what they are doing. You can find that website. It's GlobalEstherFast.com. GlobalEstherFast.com. Please join them as they pray for what's going on there in the land of Israel in the book of Esther. It says, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. And of course, uh, that is the book of Esther, a story where God rescued the people of Israel. We have an opportunity as believers who love the Jewish people, love the land of Israel, we have the Bible because of the Jewish people. We have our Messiah, Jesus, because of the Jewish people. This is our opportunity to pray for them and to support them. This global prayer movement is put together by my good friends at the International Christian Embassy, Jerusalem, globalesterfast.com. That's the Middle East Report. I want to encourage you to download a podcast of the show. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. Look for the Middle East Report. Make sure it says the American Family Association. That's the official podcast. And you can also go to 
AFR.net, AFR.net. Click on the podcast page and look for the Middle East Report. Let's continue to pray about the situation unfolding there in the land of Israel. I'm John Riley. Thanks for listening to the Middle East Report Special Edition.